It's Tuesday, September 22nd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, the Indians uh, opened up their series against the Chicago White Sox Monday night at Progressive Field with a win. Jose Ramirez comes through uh, with a big home run uh, early on to, to put the Indians ahead. And really from there, uh, you know, Aaron Savali was solid enough, got through six innings, and uh, the Indians pieced together in the bullpen. Uh, they reduced their magic number to one, and then with a coupled with a Mariners win out west, uh, that number stayed at one. So now they have an opportunity to clinch a playoff berth uh, tonight with another game against Chicago. Yeah, Joe, it was, uh, <laughs> you know, Michael Brantley, Houston's uh, former Indian Michael Brantley tried his hardest to, to, <laughs> to uh, get – Things settled for the Indians last night. He had three hits, but nobody else on Houston could uh, produce much. They they lost six to one to Seattle. So um, you know now it comes down to you know eventually the Indians one way or the other are going to back into this thing. I mean either they clinch it or they back in. Um, you know, uh, you know Carlos uh, Santana big home run, a tie breaking home run. That was good to see in the uh, fifth inning. Uh, against uh, the White Sox, and, uh, you know, he's been in all sorts of slumps. And um, so that was good and really liked the way Savali pitched, uh, Joe. I mean, he, he, you know, really walked some people early, had the one tough inning against um, against the uh, White Sox when they scored four runs. But then, you know, he gave them six solid innings, and uh, like you said, the bullpen came in. little excitement with Brad Hand in the ninth, but uh, – they got it done. Right. And what we're seeing out of Savali uh, is that ability, even when he gets a lot of traffic on the bases, he, he doesn't, he doesn't fold. He doesn't crack. He, he, you know, it at least gives the Indians an opportunity to win pretty much every time out this season. I think the stat was in, in every one of his starts or in, in all his last eight starts, he's, he's lasted at least six innings. Uh, it's, it's really remarkable for a pitcher uh, as young as, as he is. It really is his first full sort of full season in the majors. Uh, Aaron Savali's done the job. Uh, you mentioned Carlos Santana. Uh, you know, he, his struggles have been well-documented this year, but uh, I think he's uh, something about this. There's a stat that says that he, he's got the most, uh, you know, go ahead home runs in major league baseball since like 2016 or 17. Uh, he's, he's a leader in that category. And, and again, last night he, he put the Indians ahead with a home run. Uh, but really, the, the talk of the town and the talk of baseball as we wake up tonight or this morning is, uh, is Jose Ramirez leading all of baseball in Fangraph's uh, wins above replacement, uh, a stat that really sort of factors in his total contribution to the team. Uh, this is a guy who's an MVP candidate. Yeah, and, uh, you know, hit the big three-run homer in the first inning last night, got him going. Uh, and he's just been on a tear just uh, since this last road trip, uh, you know, nine game trip with uh, through uh, Minneapolis, uh, uh, Chicago, and then uh, Detroit. And then he gets home here for the final home stand and has another big game, drives in three runs. Uh, he's just been on fire and uh, made two errors last night. So, but I mean, he's, he's driving in three and letting in one maybe. So that's okay. Or letting in two. So he's still a, Head in the what? What do they call it? Plus minus in hockey. Is right, that, right. He's a, he's yeah. ahead in that in that regard. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, he's he's just uh, you know he you can see him bouncing around out there. He's really 
you know, he's at the top of his game again, you know, because we've seen him in 17 and 18, uh, you know, just, I thought, you know, where, where did this guy come from? You know, he finished third in the MVP balloting in both years. And you're looking at a guy that, you know, you, you thought was, you know, was looking like a hall of famer or almost, you know, just having a, at the, at his peak. Then he kind of had that, you know, that tough year in 2019 and, and uh, you know, the slump year, but he still came back. And now, you know, he's hitting his stride again. And if you think about this, Joe, you think about a 60 game season, you know, he might be, he might be just getting warmed up in a regular season. You know, mm -hmm. he might be, you know, in a 162 game season, it would be great to see if he could carry this momentum going, going through 162. Yeah. This is late May, early June, you know, uh, in, in a regular season and, and they're, just sort of uh, hitting that stride uh, for Ramirez, a guy who, you know, early on in his career, he came up, he got sent back down. Uh, he had, he had to figure things out early on, but when things clicked, they really clicked. And he's always had that confidence uh, to, to be a guy who said, no, I'm, I'm not just going to be a, a utility player or a part-time player. I'm an everyday guy. And he played himself into not just being an everyday guy, but, but uh, you know, a bat that you couldn't take out of the lineup but a guy who, you know, was an all-star and an MVP candidate. And, and now you're seeing why, again, he's carrying, ever since he moved back into that number three spot in, uh, in, in the batting order, he's, he's really sort of been carrying this offense because the guys behind him simply aren't hitting. Yeah, and, you know, I remember a long time ago in the minors when uh, he would come over in, uh, and play some uh, – in spring training when he would come over and play some – games in the big league uh, with the big league club and uh, Mark Shapiro always loved this guy and always kind of he says he, you know he, he kind of played with an edge you know and he still does he, he still has that kind of fire inside him and he still you know he and the, the, what you were talking about him when he got sent down Joe I remember him and Chisenhall got sent down at the same time and I thought you know we may never see those guys again I, I thought you know for sure Chisenhall comes back as a left fielder or a right fielder, you know, from third base. And then uh, Ramirez went down there. And if you look at his numbers at Columbus when he went down there, I mean, he went, you know, he just, it's like he never missed a beat. He was like, you know, 300, he was stealing bases. And they finally called him back up. And he was, I think, rotating between third base and left field. Left field, and kind of utility yep. guy. And, and, uh, Jose, or who was it, Juan Uribe? He was bouncing back and forth with, with Uribe. Right. And, uh, but he really established himself. And uh, this is a great story. Yeah. Uh, and, it, you know, one that we want to hopefully continue to tell as the, uh, as the postseason goes on, uh, as soon as they clinch a spot, uh, you know, all the focus is going to be on. And, and, and do, we, do we think that he's going to continue to produce? I mean, he's had his – it was 2017. He was <clears> – <throat> He was flying high. He was the, the, the toast of baseball, uh, uh, finished third in the MVP voting. Uh, but then the, that postseason, we really sort of saw that first indication that, you know, when it goes bad for him, it can go real bad and, and you don't get anything out of him. Yeah, that's uh, the last two postseasons have not been good for him or Lindor. And, you know, they, they really pitching uh, concentrated on those two guys, took them out of the line, you know, really took them out of the offense and, it's going to be a challenge, you know, it'll be a challenge for him because you know, whoever they get uh, in the, in the, uh, you know, the, the wild card round, the best of three, you know, Lindor and, and Ramirez are going to be the focus of uh, the opposition's, uh, you know, plan. 
uh, right. pitching plan. All right. Well, the other thing we learned last night uh, in the Indians' win, or after the Indians' win, uh, is what the pitching rotation is going to set up and look like for the remainder of this season and uh, probably into the postseason now. Uh, acting manager Sandy Alomar came out and said that Cal Quantrill will pitch uh, and start Tuesday night's game, uh, sort of an opener scenario, although Quantrill's uh, got starting experience. So, you know, it depends on how efficient he is early on uh, that, that will determine how many innings he can go. Expect to, if he gets through, if he goes three, if he can get through three, that would be probably considered a, a major win uh, for the Indians. But expect at least two innings out of Cal Quantrill uh, in tonight's ballgame. Uh, and that means Shane Bieber gets bumped back to Wednesday, uh, Zach Plesak back to Thursday, and likely Carlos Carrasco opening the, uh, the game Friday uh, when Pittsburgh comes to town for the final series of the season. Uh, uh, beyond that, you've got Savali and probably Tristan McKenzie on the final day of the regular season. And, and that leaves Shane Bieber and likely Zach Plesak to, to pitch the first two games of uh, the, the wild card round at whatever location the Indians have to travel to. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, this was, uh, I think this is a plan all along. You know, Bieber was originally scheduled to uh, go tonight, uh, but they didn't want to do that and then have him, you know, be in line for, I guess, to pitch him on the last day of the season. Or right. So this way, you know, he just gets, you know, he, he gets a, an extra day, at, you know, in, in, at the front of extra day rest, you know, right now, and then he'll get an extra day's rest at the, at the end of the regular season going into a game one on uh, uh, September 29th. Right. Rather than having, you know, pitching tonight and then having two extra days, you have an extra day up front and then an extra day on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, a, good way. It's a better way it, of saying it than I did. Right. And it, it basically, you know, it doesn't get you as out of your routine as it would if you were uh, pitching out on every five days. Again, it, it also leaves Shane Bieber with only one more opportunity to go out there uh, against probably one of the better offenses in all of baseball. But, you know, if he can come through on Wednesday night and have a strong outing like he's, like he's had before, uh, that pretty much guarantees him the, the American League Cy Young at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think he's the odds-on favorite, Joe. I don't think there's a there's a whole lot of comp. I mean, there's competition there, but you know, Bieber's done it from day one. Uh, leads uh, leads the league in strikeouts. Leads the league in innings pitch, I believe. Uh, you know, or maybe he's second. Lead. He's second in baseball to Lance Lynn, only because Lance Lynn is, has one more start than he does. Yeah. Okay. So, so and, Lance Lynn is up by six innings. Uh, but he leads in overall in baseball. He leads in ERA, strikeouts, wins. He's second in the American League in WHIP and opponent batting average. Yeah, so he's he's been there the whole time. Uh, hasn't missed a start. The Indians have won the majority of his starts. Uh, just he's just had a great year. It would have it would have been nice to see how he you know really could have gone if he like like Ramirez. What could he have done in 162, you right. know, 30 starts? But uh, I think, you know, he's primed for this one more start and uh, then we get to see him in the postseason. And that's going to be fun. I don't think, has he ever started in the postseason? Never started a postseason yeah. game. Uh, it, it, you think about it, you'll have two guys starting at the front end of that rotation in Bieber and Plesak who have never started a postseason game. 
and a guy in Carlos Carrasco who's uh, pitched in what maybe two uh, postseason. Yeah, he started games. at least started, two. Yeah. He started uh, one in Houston and he started one in 2017 in New York. Yeah. So he started in two, uh, and and both of those outings he was sensational. It was yeah. just the Indians' offense in both of those games that gave him nothing. So, uh, you know, I, I think Carlos Carrasco, that, that's the same old song if he gets out there on a mound in a game three. But who would you rather have on this Indians staff in a game three situation than Carlos Carrasco? Yeah, he, he is lined up for that. Yeah, that would be, that would be a, the clincher. That would be nice. That would be, if it comes down to that, hopefully it doesn't. You know, hopefully uh, the, they win the first two and they're skating. You know, if that's the best scenario for the Indians. But Carrasco's not a bad guy to fall back on. Well, we asked our subscribers on subtext uh, who they thought uh, that game three starter should be or what they thought of the, the Indians' rotation as it lays out right now for a potential three-game playoff series against either the White Sox, the, the Rays, or, or whoever is in one of those top two spots uh, in the American League. Uh, here's some of the responses that we got uh, just asking the question, uh, who should be that, um, that number three starter uh, behind Bieber and Plesak? Uh, Carrasco, end of discussion. Uh, Cookie, without a doubt. Uh, I originally thought McKenzie, but now I think Carrasco. Uh, game three, Cookie. These are some of these, these responses rolling in off of the text. Uh, make McKenzie the long man, less pressure, secret weapon. Uh, based on the recent results, Carrasco, then Savali, uh, pretty interchangeable. So uh, this guy, Kurt in Rochester, says, go with Carrasco. Uh, uh, yes, Bieber and Plesak should go one and two. Carrasco for three. Bieber and Plesak have been dominant, and Carrasco has been coming on strong. Carrasco's last start was excellent. And, yeah, you got to agree, but it was also against Detroit. So, uh Carrasco is on a roll. Use him while he's hot. Maybe only last six or seven innings, but Hand seems to have closing more under control. Apparently, we haven't seen the last two outings from Brad Hand. Um, Bieber, then Plesak for sure. Start Cookie if there's a game three. If anyone gets in trouble, tap Savali and Tristan. Uh, finally, Mark in Norwalk. Uh, I do like the young guns going in the first two games. I don't see how it's not Carrasco for game three in that scenario. Not only is he pitching well right now, but he did well in the postseason in 2017 and 2018. Track record matters. On top of it all, he deserves the opportunity. And that's really uh, sort, of, sort of the thing. You talk about Carrasco and being so emotional at the beginning of this season, getting his first start uh, at Progressive Field after you know, having gone through what he did in 2019. Uh, magnify that by a thousand, uh, take, taking the mound in a, in a playoff game, in a potential game three clinching situation for the Indians. Yeah, I mean, and, and Joe, the, the amazing thing is that against his last start against Detroit, like you were saying, I mean, I, you know, his velo was, what, almost 96, 97? I mean, you know, and we haven't seen that all year, I don't think, from him. And Ham, Hammy that, on the that, radio – Hammy on the radio almost jumped out of his socks at that one point he threw 97, like in the sixth inning. And, and I'm, I'm sort of shaking my head. Where's, where's this coming from? Yeah. So maybe you just, you know, he found something in his mechanics or, uh, you know, people have always told me about Carrasco that this is a guy that pitches backwards, that has a great fastball, but, you know, use, likes to use his off-speed pitches, maybe falls in love with them too much. 
And now we're seeing maybe a guy that's just, okay, you know, I still got the fastball. And it's not like he's a spring chick either. What, he's 33, 34? And maybe not, you know, so, you know, that was, that was encouraging to see. And that, right. maybe that's a, that was a good thing to see. Look, 96, 97, I don't care, you know, who you are. As long as you can control 96, 97, uh, you, you're going to be able to get guys out. You won't have to throw as much off speed if you can command 96, 97. So, uh, yeah, definitely a, a good sign. And, you know, just keep Carlos in the bubble, man. Just keep, keep <laughs> yeah. him where he is. Keep everything just the way it is and, and keep going. Uh, you know, hopefully his, his final regular season start, um, you know, looks, looks the same as the last one and, and gets him in, in tune for, um, for the upcoming uh, playoff scenario. We just got an email today, uh, today's potential clinching scenarios for Major League Baseball. Uh, the Indians are, are included on it. They can clinch a postseason berth tonight with a win over the White Sox or a Mariners loss to the Astros. Uh, other clinching scenarios, the, the Rays can clinch the division in the AL East outright and home field advantage in the AL wildcard series uh, tonight with a win over the Mets or a Yankees loss to the Blue Jays. And uh, let's see, as early as tomorrow uh, the, on the 23rd, the White Sox can clinch the central division and home field advantage in the AL wildcard series. Uh, it's potential depending on uh, how the games go tonight. So, you know, we could have a scenario tonight where the Indians maybe celebrate on the field after a win. And then uh, the following night, if, if Chicago gets a win, uh, they could potentially be celebrating as well uh, on the field the, the very next night. So uh, who knows? Yeah, but Joe, the celebrations are different this year, right? No, yeah, no yeah, champagne, no, no, no alcohol, no beer, no alcohol. You can't be spraying each other. Uh, I think all the celebrations have to be outside. Uh, you know, I maybe on the field. I, I don't know. It's it's, it's such a, a weird season, but you know, it's it's that's like that's like a tradition. You know, everybody. Are you not, gets, are you not supposed to do the dog, the dog pile? The dog pile is like the best part, right? Where they they yeah, run out, yeah. and tackle each other. That's yeah. that's cool, but yeah, no uh, no champagne. I guess with no fans in the ballpark, I, I don't see why you wouldn't be allowed to do champagne out on the field. But, uh, you know, yeah, they said no alcohol, no beer, no, no, no popping corks. That's, that's a real shame because uh, I was just flipping back through some of our uh, archive photos of, you know, all the, the 14 previous clinching days for the Indians in, in their, their history, the 14 times they've clinched postseason berths. And there's some great photos. There's some, some Sandy Alomar photos in there of, of him spraying and being sprayed with, uh, with champagne and, and just some of the ones from like the 2018 celebration that we were all uh, present for and, and, and a part of. Uh, that was all very interesting. So it uh, should be fun to, to see how they sort of do it, I, I guess. Um, maybe they'll have something cooked up special. Uh, you'll have to take some uh, take some video from the press box if, uh, if it yeah. happens tonight. <laughs> the one the one uh, the one image I have in my mind is uh, when Dick Jacobs was still alive, and I think this was, you know, what the first time they clinched, maybe in 2000, uh, uh, 2000, 1995. 1995, 1995, and and Manny Ramirez and Julian Tavares 
have, are dumping champagne over over Dick Jacobs, you know, like these two kids from the Dominican are dumping champagne over one of the richest guys in America, and 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 Jacobs goes, you know, usually I I like to take my uh, champagne internally, not externally. <laughs> in a, in a glass. But he was yeah. loving every minute of it. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I, we'll, we'll put together a, uh, if they do clinch tonight, we'll put together a, uh, a sort of a look back at the previous 14 and, and maybe re recycle some of those, uh, those posts just to make sure everybody sees, uh, just how special it is and how meaningful and, and particularly in a year where they've had to go through so much and endure so much, uh, you know, uncertainty that, you know, just qualifying for the playoffs this year is, even though it's expanded, should, should still be. Uh, a, a huge feather in their cap and, and something to celebrate. Definitely, Joe. I mean, they, you know, Sandy Alomar was talking about it yesterday and, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, it's only 60 games, but he said it felt like 100, 120 games, you know, with all the protocols and the stops and starts and, you know, three months off with the, with the virus and, you know, playing outside the bubble and all the safety precautions they've had to take. So, yeah, if you if you get in, you should celebrate definitely. Handshakes just don't seem to do it for me, though. I think they need something a little bit more, uh, more. Substantive. They might do something off-site, hopefully. Yeah, let's let, in a let, contained let's, atmosphere, though. Let's well. see. So, all right. Well, we'll uh, we'll check in again after uh, tonight's game, and and hopefully we'll be talking about an Indians uh, postseason uh, bid for for 2020. Talk to you tomorrow on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Thanks, Joe.